You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hey everyone, I'm Madison Morris and via phone call is, of course, Mr. Brady Trantham. Here with me to talk about this 123-95 to Thunder win over the Golden State Warriors in Oakland tonight. Uh, a lot of physical basketball was played tonight. Good defense, forcing the Warriors to take some sloppy shots, but also one too many injuries for the Thunders, or for the Thunder, with players like Terrence Ferguson taken out of the game for a left ankle tweak, and of course Hamadou Diallo being taken off in a stretcher, which was just brutal to watch. Uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight, so Brady, kind of take us through this Thunder win and why it was so much more achievable than it was back at the beginning of the season. Well, um, you, you know, like, I, it's it's even, it's it's kind of even hard to talk about the game and just talk about basketball right now because, it, like, the Hamadou Diallo thing happened at the 717 mark, and, I you know, I immediately had to start, you know, journaling about Diallo's injury, and I'm, I'm kind of, like, paying attention back and forth, and all I hear is just bucket after bucket by the Thunder, and the Thunder closed the game out. Um, strongly, I'm um, going on a 27 to 10 run since um, once Diallo got carted off the floor. But you know, it's it's kind of hard to even remember the beginning of the game. I, I tried, right. I tried to tell people. <laughs> I think I tweeted like two or three times early on in the game, like everybody, please stop hitting each other or falling to the floor because <laughs> it was there was just a lot of sloppy physicality, guys. Just mm-hmm. um. um kind of just jumping right into each other. A lot of stuff was just kind of going on. But, um, yeah, like you said, sadly, the Thunder lose Terrence Ferguson early on in the, I believe, the first quarter with the ankle tweak. And then, of course, Diallo late um, midway through the um, fourth quarter. Um, as far as we know right now, I mean, Brett Dawson from The Athletic tweeted um, who he's in Oakland right now waiting to get into the locker room. But apparently Diallo was wheelchaired into the Thunder locker room. So, I mean, it didn't uh. look good, but... But back to the game, <laughs> it was a, um, I don't think the Thunder led wire to wire, but they pretty much controlled dur- throughout most of the game. Um, they answered every Warrior run, which, you know, the Warriors are, of course, down Steph Curry and Draymond Green. They're not at full strength, but then again, the Thunder played the Warriors opening night, not at full strength without Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, these things happen. Um it was a well-played game by the Thunder, um, which was saying something considering Russell Westbrook only had 11 points, and most of the game he had five. Most of the, like For the, most of the game when the Thunder were taking control, he only had five points, so when your best player isn't scoring um, but doing other things to help out teammates to succeed, um, it's a very positive sign, and it's, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at to beat Golden State, even if they're um, shorthanded, because even Golden State sh- um, shorthanded, they still have Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. Right. So, and the Thunder certainly took advantage of Klay Thompson's foul trouble in the first half, and definitely towards the end of the third quarter as well. But um, overall, it's, it's a really good recovery win after um, a Monday night's kind of initial debacle with the Sacramento Kings. I think you and I were kind of penciling this in as a loss just because, you know, even though Golden State's shorthanded, they are still Golden State, like I've said. So, you know, overall, um, terrible luck with the injuries. Um, really hope Hamadou Diallo is okay and it's not as bad as everybody's thinking. Uh, same thing with Terrence Ferguson, who just, just became a dad. So, uh, great win, but hopefully not at terrible of a cost. 
Right. And wait, did you say Terrence, uh, Terrence's fiance gave birth? Yes, that's why he was gone for ah, personal reasons. Okay, I did yeah. not know that. Very cool. Congratulations to Terrence. It's it's it's, um, it's it's Thanksgiving's Eve, so a lot of news has been kind of seeping through the cracks, uh, even with me. So no worries. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. But yeah, um, Steve Kerr was actually saying before the game that for the past three years, the Warriors have been living in a fantasy basketball land, and this is really the first year that they're getting a little taste of what he's calling "quote unquote" the real NBA. So I think that's really kind of been put into light for the Warriors. They've now lost four straight. Uh, they had a real tough time on that Texas road trip they just took. And, I mean, like you were saying, Brady, it really has a lot to do with kind of the players that they're missing right now. I think uh, – I don't know how much all the animosity between some of the teammates is playing in all of this. But, you know, this Warriors team just looked very different tonight. Um, I don't think Kevin Durant – was even able to pick up a three until either the second half or late in the second quarter. And it was just, yeah, it just, it didn't look like the Warriors team. And I know, yeah, like what we've been saying, they're without Steph Curry. And of course, you know, uh, the Thunder have had their struggles without players like Russell Westbrook before being the star. But um, it just looked like a completely different team out there tonight. And I think the Thunder were really able to take advantage of that. Uh, they were pretty shaken up after Hami went down. I think everyone was real shaken up because I actually noted that uh, even when Kevin Durant started making some points full and the Warriors back to life, the Oracle was just dead. I think everyone was a little shaken up. It's never really a good thing to see a player be taken off the court on a stretcher, especially when he's only 20 years old. So it was just it was a kind of a weird night. It was some good basketball being played by the Thunder, but also just a lot of interesting things kept happening kind of change the whole atmosphere of this game does that make sense yeah I, like i like you were saying kind of the same thing i was saying kind of the same thing it, it was an odd game in terms of the flow because right. the thunder controlled pretty much the entire game and the warriors went on two pretty good runs one at the beginning of the third quarter and uh, one towards the end of the first quarter into the beginning of the second quarter and it was mainly because of Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson was keeping mm-hmm. the Warriors from getting run off the floor. And sadly for the Warriors, <clears throat> I can't remember what the mark was. I, I have it in my notes. So let me see. Clay picked up his third foul uh, some sometime in the second quarter, I think. This is great podcasting. <laughs> um, it happens. Clay picked up his third foul at the 437 mark of the second quarter. And the Thunder really finished off the um, first half on a run, and they were able to get a, um, to lead going into halftime by double digits. And it was just it was a different it, it was a different Warriors team. The second Clay got off the floor, and it was the same thing in the third quarter. the uh, The Warriors opened up the second half on a thirteen two run, and around the um, four eighteen mark, Clay Thompson picks up his fourth foul. And he doesn't finish the quarter. And although the Thunder only outscored the Warriors 14-13 from that point on to finish the third quarter, it basically stopped the Warriors scoring. Um, it basically stopped them from scoring in bunches because they were about to run the, the Thunder off the floor in the third quarter, but Clay Clay's absence with foul trouble really helped the Thunder's defense out. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, I mean, the Thunder have lost plenty of games because Paul George gets foul trouble and doesn't get to play as much. <clears throat> it's just it's just one of those things but luckily I mean if you're a Thunder fan you've got to appreciate the fact that they were able to take advantage of that right and I something that I kind of noted was 
that the first half compared to the second half was like night and day. The game started off, off actually pretty slow, and um, I don't know why. I think it was just a lot of sloppy shots being taken. There were a couple times where uh, I actually have this notice. It was halfway through the first quarter, maybe a little, uh, little under seven minutes to go. Steven Adams rebounds a pretty bad miss three from Kevin Durant and just kind of chunks it down the court to Paul George. And Paul doesn't really even wait for the teammates to arrive. He doesn't really even set his feet. He kind of just chunks up a really long two. And it obviously, you know, didn't really go very well. So uh, I was actually going to ask you, Brady, do you, would you say this is more of like a, when the Thunder play the Warriors, I feel like they really try to take a lot of shots. Maybe they really shouldn't take just so they can prove something. And by playing, a team like the Warriors, and I don't, I don't know, like what to really call it, but no, I feel like there's a lot of wasted possessions. They they certainly get amped up, and there are times where that can either help you, and then there are times, kind of like the beginning of the Sacramento game on uh, Monday night, where the Thunder can get amped up, and it is a detriment to them because they'll play out of control. They'll take shots like the, like what you're saying to your point mm-hmm. um, that they probably shouldn't be taking guys like Russell Westbrook, for example. <laughs> but yeah. tonight it, it was weird. I mean, it, I think we've said it, the Thunder have played some weird games this year just because I, I think mainly the reason is because they're playing a much better brand of basketball. And a lot of that has to do with just their IQ and their poise opponents are always going to go on runs, but I think you and I, since, you know, watching this team for the last few years, we've, we've grown so accustomed to, okay, when X happens, the Thunder are going to play like this. Right. A lot of those things aren't happening this year. And it's really interesting. Like they stay poised. They stay focused. They continue to run their offense. They haven't really had a game where they just said, screw it. We're just going to play isolation basketball. The beginning of that Sacramento game was kind of that, but they got away from that and played better basketball and outscored the Kings for the uh, remaining three quarters. It just wasn't enough because mm-hmm. of the hole they dug themselves. But it's it's been interesting to see how how much this team is bought into Billy Donovan's system and how uh, faithful they are in this system because it's kept them from like tonight was a game that they probably lose last year. Yeah, tonight tonight was a game that they probably probably lose last year because they lose their poise. And they start chucking up bad shots. And um, and really quick, a really quick aside, uh, apparently Billy Donovan said that he doesn't have an update on Hamdou Diallo. He went in for x-rays, but, you know, nothing further. Mm-hmm. Which I I don't want to keep going back to Diallo while we're talking about different things. But um, just one more observation, because uh, I don't know what angles they were showing on ESPN, but I was watching the... Uh, Fox Sports broadcast, and they showed an angle from kind of midcourt looking directly at Hamadou Diallo, and he kept grabbing his his uh, knee. It looked mm. like he, it looked his left knee. It looked like he when he <laughs> when he hit the ground, it looked like it was kind of an an awkward. Just it just it looked it didn't look good. Let's just say right. I don't want yeah. don't want to speculate, but apparently, if the X rays if he's going for X rays and there's no update. It's probably not a good thing because just think a few weeks ago, Russell Westbrook has his ankle injury, goes back and gets um, x-rays, and they immediately knew that it was negative. So mm-hmm. do with that what you will. Yeah, see, I was watching the ESPN broadcast, and they showed one replay of Hami's injury, and yeah, it didn't really look good. And where the camera was, you could just hear him just yelling out in pain, and he was moving. And I, 
I don't know much about serious injuries. I never really had one when I was playing sports or dancing or anything like that. But uh, I, I feel like if you're like having to move constantly, he was clawing at the floor, just having to kind of move himself around. I think if the pain is that bad, then you really can't sit still. So, I mean, like you said, Brady, I definitely don't want to speculate and like make it into something it's not. But it just, I mean, long story short, it really didn't look good. And one more thing. I mean, of course, if we get some breaking news as to the extent of Dial's injury, we'll bring it up. But the one more thing, uh, kind of on injuries, <laughs> and this has nothing to do with the game or Hamadou Diallo, but um, <laughs> I I have seen a cheerleader, um, and it was a cheerleader. It wasn't a palm. It wasn't a palm girl. I have seen a cheerleader <laughs> in a basketball game I played in in middle school tear her ACL, and it was not oh. the prettiest thing to see. Bless her heart. I can still hear her scream. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that makes me cringe so hard. I just, knees and ankles, I'm real weird about them. Like, I'm real weird about knees and ankles. Yeah, it, it wasn't fun. But back to the basketball game. Back to the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a huge game for Steven Adams. This was a huge game for the Thunder in the paint because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, Madison, the the um, opening night against the Warriors in Oakland. Golden State won that game mainly because yes, Steph Curry dropped 32 points and started hitting some, started getting hot from the three point line. But they mainly won that because the Warriors owned the paint. I think they outscored the Thunder 56 24 or something mm-hmm. like that in the paint. And I don't know if you also remember Stephen Adams was dealing with back issues and he was actually a right, game time decision right. that night. And we both kind of made the observations that night that. He's fine, but he doesn't look normal. Like he, he was slow. He missed a, a few bunny hoppers that he usually hits ninety nine percent of the time. So um, it was just a huge difference night for a you know an apparently healthy Stephen Adams. The Thunder outscored the Warriors sixty six to thirty in the paint. Stephen Adams with twenty points and eleven rebounds. Um, Nerlens Noel, who didn't really do that much on the in the box uh, uh, in the box score, four points, three rebounds. But he extended so many possessions. His hustle, mm-hmm. his hustle, like he just hustled all over the floor and put himself in position, or at least set hard screens. And a lot of Schroeder's points came with Nerlens Noel on the floor, and uh, just his physicality and his versatility and and the ability to set screens and to get back on on the offensive end and put himself in position to set up Schroeder to hit those shots was very important. So. Um, Steven Adams has a great game. The Thunder score a lot of points in the paint, but Dennis Schroeder, after an abysmal game, and Dennis first, the menace, yeah, and, and Monday night his first game back, I relegated to the bench with Russell Westbrook returning, um, was terrible, and he even took a lot of the blame for the loss, I believe, in the locker room when the media was talking to the team. Uh, season high thirty two points, four rebounds, four assists, twelve of nineteen from the field. Five of six from the three-point line. That's impressive. Just an incredibly efficient game from Schroeder. And it was basically one of those games where he probably hit his first shot and just felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm on tonight. And right. credit to Russell Westbrook because we all know how we all know how emotional he plays the game. We all know how, how physical he is. And we all know how much Golden State brings out of him. Mm-hmm. But credit Russell Westbrook, who was struggling scoring early, understanding that Schroeder had the hot hand, and when they were on the floor together, Russell just deferred to him. Right. And I, I tweeted that out um, as we got into the fourth quarter, was this was something that a lot of people were excited to see, wh- how Russell Westbrook would play in these situations closing close games, 
if Schroeder is the guy with the hot hand, is Russell still going to demand having the basketball in his hands, or is he going to defer and play off the ball? And Russell played off the ball. So, you know, a, not the best game, of course, 5 of 15 from the floor for Russell, but uh, I thought he played incredible. It, it's, up a triple double. Yeah, his first triple double of the year, uh, 11 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, only four turnovers, two steals. Um, for as emotional of a powder keg playing Golden State on the road is for Russell Westbrook, I felt he played under control. He did take five three-pointers, and about two of them were terrible. But One was an air ball. Yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, but overall, a, a pretty fantastic good. game from Russell Westbrook, which is saying something considering he didn't really do that much scoring. Yeah, and what I'm really thinking is impressive right now is how this team is starting to trust each other more because kind of what you were just saying, I was thinking about this during the game. You know, how is Russ feeling seeing, you know, Dennis come off the bench and have this kind of night? This is usually the kind of night that Russell would have. And it was just completely the opposite. But, you know, I like you were saying, I really think he is trusting Dennis a lot. He's understanding, you know, maybe this isn't my best night. That You know, Dennis has a hot hand right now. Uh, I'm going to do what's best for this team and – you know, give it to Dennis, kind of take a step back. If I see the opportunities for myself, I'll take it. You know, I think Russ just played a lot of smart basketball tonight. I mean, yeah, he took he took some pretty bad threes, but, you know, this isn't really anything new. Um, you know, he had a couple that were able to work for him. And, uh, he, you know, Russell's going to be Russell. And definitely like what you were saying, I, I love the composure that he was able to play with Golden State and tonight and – uh, you know, that's just that's just something really good for Russ. And just, just this team as a whole, I think they played with really good composure under Golden State. Obviously, it's a pretty high-energy game. They know this coming in. They know that there's a lot that's going to go into beating the Warriors. But this was definitely the Thunder's night, and it just looked good all, all around, except for maybe a little bit of a slow start. But that's nothing to really turn your nose up about. Yeah, we haven't really even got to Paul George yet. Um 10 of 23 from the floor, 4 of 11 from the three-point line, finishes with 25 points, nine rebounds, and it seemed like every single one of his rebounds were huge because they came mm-hmm. they came at moments where the Warriors were starting to make their runs, and th- there was two, p- two possessions I remember clearly where the Warriors were making a run, trying to cut the deficit down to single digits, and they were scrambling on offense. Clay, I think two both of these two, Clay Thompson had the ball, shot a three, missed it. The Warriors got the offensive rebound and the putback, and Steven Adams was able to defend the second putback, and Paul George gets the rebound on both sequences. So just really big rebounding from him um, from the floor. But you know, only four of eleven <laughs> from the three point line, which yeah. for this team, which for this team is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like those four three pointers were just complete backbreakers for the Warriors because I think they got it to six two or three different times um, in the third, and then kind of sprinkled before the Diallo injury in the fourth quarter. And they'd get it down to six, and then Russell, two or three possessions, would find Paul George on the elbow, wide open for three, and Paul would nail him. So uh, Paul continues to have some pretty damn good games in Oakland. I mean, that third quarter opening night uh, last year in that 20-point Thunder victory, he was on fire from the three-point line in Oakland. So uh, Paul George, Warriors killer. (laughs) I like that. Um, They were saying that Billy Donovan was talking pregame. I really liked this, that – the Thunder have kind of found a rhythm right now. And the way that this team is able to find success is if they match that rhythm that they were able to create in previous games. And, you know, obviously it didn't go the Thunder's way on uh, Monday night in Sacramento, but 
you know, I, I really think that they were able to kind of find that rhythm tonight, even with Hami going out, with Terrence going out. Uh, you know, players like Paul and Nerland took a couple elbows to the face tonight. It was a pretty physical game all the way around. But, you there know, was they blood were everywhere. Of, <laughs> oh, yeah, one of the Warriors players, I forgot who, but had blood all over his hands. Like, you know, there's a lot going on. But, um, yeah, kind of what Billy was talking about, like, I think this team has really just kind of found a rhythm. I think Paul has really found where he's able to contribute to this team. Steven, obviously, is what – this is. these are not my words, but he is a national treasure, and everyone <laughs> always tweets that at us. That oh, they can, they can be your words. They can be your words, Madison. It's okay. Honestly, they might <laughs> become my words because I'm starting to agree. I just think, <laughs> you know, Steven is – I also would like to label Steven as a warrior killer because he was just almost unguardable tonight. He was able to make a lot of good shots. The Warriors really haven't had... They really haven't had an answer for Steven Adams going back to those 2016 Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. I know JaVale McGee... There were times last year where JaVale McGee's play kind of mitigated Steven Adams' play because, I mean, there were a few times where the Thunder just simply stopped going to Steven Adams because McGee was, you know, we've seen Adams struggle here and there with athletic centers kind of like McGee, but um, yeah, tonight was just Steven just did all the damage in the first half. He had 16 mm-hmm. points at half. He finishes with 20, um, but he forced the Warriors to adjust and double team him straight in the third quarter, and it allowed the it allowed the Warriors to go on a run because the Thunder had to slowly start to adjust their offense. But once the Thunder got settled down, and Clay got picked up that fourth foul, um, Golden State just didn't do enough scoring in that in that little time frame, and the Thunder were able to adjust and uh, just keep the the Warriors at bay at arm's length. So. Um, they the Thunder won this game. Of course, you want to take out the injuries, and you hope the injuries aren't serious moving forward. But the Thunder, this has to be a, a a perfect game for Billy Donovan as a coach because the Thunder played smart. They answered runs. They they kept their poise, and they kept giving the ball to the guy who was hot. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody got selfish. Nobody played isolation basketball. Um, the Thunder owned the paint. That was about as perfect a game. I think from Billy Donovan that the Thunder have played this year. Yeah, and I really appreciate Dennis Schroeder right now because kind of what you were talking about, like there was good unselfish basketball tonight, and uh, they were saying that Dennis had a talk with Billy, and uh, Dennis was saying, you know, I don't care to come off the bench. I don't care what your plans are for me. You know, I just want to win. I want to help this team win. I'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, he is just – he has kind of what you were saying earlier, Brady. He just has really good court IQ. Uh, I kind of noted down that Dennis always knows where to be on the court. He's always in the right spot. Uh, he knows how to just make that drive. He sees the open the open layup opportunities. The one thing that I kind of noticed about Dennis that kind of struggles a little bit is the fact that he is so desperate to play in selfish basketball – uh, there were maybe like two or three opportunities tonight where he was able to just kind of drive it and do the layup that he's pretty good at. But instead, he kind of tried to place it into Steven Adams' hands, and it ended up in a Thunder turnover. And, you know, I was just kind of screaming like, no, just like you had the opportunity. But, you know, I mean, that's almost – I don't even know if I would call that a problem because, you know, he's just trying to get uh, – trying to get his teammates involved in the game and you can't really hate a guy for that but sometimes they just didn't really work out turned into some turnovers and the Warriors were able to take it down and 
not get the Thunder those points that they and, were trying to get. And we have a uh, Diallo update, Madison. Um, per the Thunder, um, any severe lower body injuries to Diallo have been ruled out um, by team physicians, and he'll be evaluated further tomorrow in Oklahoma City when the Thunder return. So hey. that that means no broken leg, no ACL tear, um, which is that that is about the that's best news huge. that you could have hoped for. Yeah, so that's really yeah. good news for the Thunder. Really good news for Hamadou Diallo. Um, because su- all of a sudden, if Terrence Ferguson was going to miss um, Friday night's game against Charlotte, you would h- just hope that Alex Abrinas, whatever he's sick with, would have gone away by Friday because that would mean Deontay Burton's probably going to get a lot of burn Friday mm-hmm. night. <laughs> um, My, yeah. What is Alex sick with? I completely didn't even register. Like, he wasn't even there tonight. I hope what it's is not the bubonic plague. Not again. Because we all know how that ended. <laughs> Well, but, we can just hope that it's not bad. Yeah. But, like, you know, about the Thunder and just the way they've played, um, I mean, the Thunder tweeted this out um, about 30 minutes ago. They're 11-2 and two since October 28th, which is the best record in the NBA in that time. And it's a shame that they're two losses. You know, they come against Dallas and they come against uh, Sacramento. Um, now, Dallas, they didn't really – I don't think they played well enough to win that game. But even then, you look back at that game – if the Mavericks don't go on a huge twenty nothing run in the second quarter, that's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And of course, you could say that about any game where you give up a big run. But the Thunder haven't really given up runs like that, so it was out of character for this team. Um, and then, of course, Sacramento. If you just take away the first five minutes of that game, the Thunder are not eleven and two; they're thirteen and zero in in, the la- in their last thirteen games. So. A lot of the things that we've been saying, they they came to fruition tonight. Good, steady mm-hmm. play, keeping your poise, good defense, a lot of great defensive possessions in this game. Yeah, finding um, that good rhythm. Yeah, so I, I hate to say that I'm surprised because I'm just so – I guess it's just because I'm so used to this team for the last two seasons. Right. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. Pleasantly surprised. But, and, yes, we know Steph – wasn't out there. We know Draymond Green wasn't out there, but we're surprised, and we're, we're pleasantly yeah. surprised. It's a good surprise. But, Brady, you want to get to some questions? Let us get to some questions. Do we Let have, us. Do we have any? Because, like, a lot that I saw were just, like, I'm too sad to ask a question about because of Hami. Right. Uh, yeah, we have some questions. Um, a couple of them do pertain to Hami, so I might not touch all of those just because they'll probably be answered in a previous one. But, yeah, let's go ahead and just get to some. We'll get to the first one. It comes from Lauren, which is at LarSouth. Yeah, at LarSouth on Twitter. Thanks for listening, Lauren. She asked, how do you see the Thunder compensating for the loss of Diallo if it turns out to be a long-term injury? Which we already kind of ruled out that it won't be completely long-term because it's not anything super major. But, yeah, it's a good question. Well, if there's one position the Thunder can afford injuries, it's guard and wing because they added Mm -hmm. about 27,000 guards and wings to this team in the offseason. Um, Timotei Luau Cabrero in the last, you know, he's been getting some serious minutes in the last three games due to injury, and he really hasn't done that much to garner. Yeah, he doesn't need to be playing. Like he hasn't, oh, he hasn't been garnering thoughts like that. Now he has a quick trigger, and there there were times in the beginning of this game tonight where I mean that first three he launched from the corner off balance, and it banked off the top of the 
of the uh, backboard was just ugly. But mm-hmm. after that, he settled down and played kind of within the offense, didn't force anything, and he's shown the ability to knock down shots, so he gives Billy Donovan just another um, another option in terms of, okay, if we need a bucket, you know, you can count on TLC to at least go up there and put one up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you just got to hope that Alex Abrinas is healthy and not sick anymore. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure as, cer- as soon as he's not feeling ill, he's going to play. He was kind of a game-time decision tonight, so it might appear that he's getting better and will probably be better by Friday night, you hope. Um, Terrence Ferguson, he didn't come back tonight. Um, they said it was an ankle sprain, so we'll see. I'm sure he'll be um, evaluated tomorrow and then um, Friday at shoot-around. Um, yeah, then you, you might see a little bit of Abdul Nader or Deontay Burton. And, of course, there is still Raymond mm-hmm. Felton on the on the – on the team, so uh, Raymond could give Billy Donovan another option of, in terms of a an off ball guard, a ball handler. So I mean, this team has plenty of options to choose from in a pinch. So, um, but if you're the Thunder, of course, you just hope that Terrence is okay. You hope that Alex comes back because if Alex is fine, then I'm sure Billy will be okay with the rotations um, Friday night against Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. And I mean. I definitely don't want to sit here and say, oh, you know, the loss of Ami wouldn't be a bad thing. Because, I mean, obviously, like, that's awful to say, and I don't want to say that. But uh, kind of like what you were saying, Brady, I really feel like the Thunder team has a lot of options in that kind of position. And uh, once these guys really get healthy, once not so many injuries are taking over and illnesses, my goodness, then, you know, I think there are going to be some good, some good options as Hami recovers, whatever that recovery process will be. Uh, we don't know yet, but hopefully it's nothing like super major. Really quick before we get to the next question, because I'm sure Thunder fans will like this stat. I tweeted it out earlier, but uh, in two games against the Thunder this year, Kevin Durant is one for 11 from the three-point line. Look at that Thunder defense, man. Hey. Some good stuff right there. And also, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook hugged each other after the game, so can we please... Move the F Oh, on. my God. Brady, can I touch on this real quick? I actually did have this noted to talk about, and it Please completely touch it. slipped my mind. So definitely not calling out Warriors fans when I'm saying this, but I'm sure everyone that was watching noticed the steady rhythm of booing every time Russell Westbrook was at the free throw line, kind of like at uh, tip-off they were booing Russ. Can, yeah, can we move on from this? This is so old. This was th- This is three years later. I think that the entire Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook rivalry with Katie leaving, whatever, like that's just old. It's old news now and it doesn't need to exist anymore. Sure. We like, I don't know. People can still be salty about Katie leaving, but it is so in the past right now. You can, you can be, you know, you can, when he comes, when Kevin Durant and the Warriors come to Oklahoma city, like I'm not going to get onto fans that they boo boo Kevin Durant when he has the ball. Because, I mean, Warriors fans boo Russell Westbrook for whatever reason. I, I, mean, I, I don't understand. I've don't never really understood <laughs> why the why Warriors fans hate Russell Westbrook so much because Russell's really done nothing to anger the Warriors except <laughs> Kevin Durant left his team, so Russell was just a little salty about it. He never really said anything about the Warriors. Um, I mean, whatever. But, you know, I'm not going to get mad at fans for doing that with Kevin. But, I mean, with okay, it, it's it's – Move on. You move on. You've got Russell Westbrook. You've got Paul George. You've got a good team. And like we said, they're the best team since late October in the NBA. So, right. hey, it could be worse. You could be Cleveland. 
that game was a little brutal tonight. I did watch the end of that. But anyway, let's move on to another question. We kind of got our little rants out. I just had to rant about that real quick. I apologize. Let us rant. Let us rant. Let's go to Patrick Robertson, OkiePat2000. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, he, yeah, thanks, Patrick. He asked, did y'all notice Russ cheating on defense by sinking into the paint too much? Oh, yeah. There was one possession. I actually, um, it was maybe the second quarter, maybe the late in the first quarter. Let me let me try and find it because um, I had I just kind of wrote it down. Okay, it was after the seven, like around the seven-minute mark of the second quarter. Um, Russ was incredibly lazy on a loose ball that could have resulted in an offensive rebound. He didn't mm-hmm. hustle for it. It led to a Golden State fast break uh, dunk. Or no, it led to a Golden State fast break that Damian Lee just straight up missed. But there was another time when Russ was on defense where he overcommitted on Looney and it um, opened up the lane. Looney drove, got the dunk, and Diallo fouled him. Um, but to Patrick's point, um, yeah, I did notice a few times. But you're, you're going to get that with Russell. But Russell really tonight, and this is the frustrating thing about Westbrook when it comes to his defense, when he plays Kevin Durant or when he gets switched onto a center and the center gets the ball on him on the blow block, Russell Westbrook turns into like one of the best defensive basketball players in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and he he shut he he clo- um closed off like a handful of like outlet passes to Kevin Durant. Um he poked the ball away when Kevin would have the ball a few times. Um so his his kind of lazy possessions on defense got mitigated um, because of him making some pretty big plays that led to some Oklahoma City points on the other end. So I guess tonight you can kind of live with it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, I did notice some of them, especially at the beginning of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love it. I think sometimes Russ just kind of gets fired up if he had like a like a bad offensive touch or anything like that and then you know he gets on defense and he kind of just like fires off trying to make up for it but I mean that's that's just kind of the way Russ plays and I think it's kind of entertaining here and there um one okay, Brady, I'm, I'm sorry of... sorry Madison one more Diallo <laughs> update oh, no, you're good go for it give it to us from Shams comes uh yeah this was just a few minutes ago uh, despite gruesome-looking injury, rookie Hamadou Diallo suffered a left ankle sprain. Wow. Oh. Wow. Well, that is not at all what I was expecting to hear. Yeah, that's that was pretty good. That's that's pretty that's pretty damn good. Yes. Well, I thought it was the knee. That's what it looked like. Yeah, he kept grabbing his knee. Of course, that's that's what we thought when Russell Westbrook sprained his knee, um sprained his ankle. Yeah, that's true. Because he grabbed his. Russell grabbed his like knee too, and Diallo grabbed it as well. So it's just grab the grab the body part that's injured. Everybody, it, it <laughs> might have been something like a like even Russell might have done this on his ankle injury. I mean, I don't any any time like anybody that's played sports, you'll lightly hyperextend your knee, and you're mostly mm-hmm. just freaked out about it because it's just kind of a sharp pain for a split second. Right. And you're mainly just kind of like, okay, is it okay? It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, that that's actually a really good point because it's it's either one or two things right now. I think the pain from the ankle is either so sharp that it shoots up, or guys just really have it in their head, like, oh my, it's my knee. Like, because I think yeah. in basketball especially, that is a really scary injury. It's for the knee because that's going to result in a very long term sitting out. 
So I think what you said just hit the hammer on the nail. I think it guys are real freaked out about knees. I'm freaked out about knees just watching people do knees. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's really just one of those three things or one of those two things right there. Indeed. Next question. <laughs> so next question. Um, the rest of these are pretty much about Hami. Um, I like this one. Rough Riders. They ask us, uh, Diallo is my favorite player on this team. Where do I turn now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Okay. Don't uh, go too far. Um, well, there is that Paul George guy. What about Dennis Schroeder? Uh, I like this question from Alex. Uh, he asked, how good, in all caps, is Dennis? Wow. So, yeah, you, I, you know, Rough Riders, I think you have some other players to turn to. I mean, in the absence. Dennis is pretty good. Um, if, if you've watched the NBA over the last few years and not just the Thunder, which I, I don't blame you. If you're a fan, you're a fan. But if anybody that's paid attention to Dennis Schroeder over his career knows that he's a good basketball player. And mm-hmm. some like it wasn't that loud, but there was a considerable amount of people that thought that Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder on the same team wouldn't work. And yes, I do understand that they're both score first point guards, but I feel like the way that they go about scoring the basketball, I think Russell and Dennis really play off each other very well. Russell's a tank and a physical freak and just bulldozes to the lane. Schroeder is a finesse point guard. He scores mm-hmm. through finesse. Like he'll, he, he has the same elbow jumper that, um, and free throw jumper that Russell likes. But whereas Russell has to like bulldoze through like two people to get to the rim, Dennis can just get there and get, um, get the bucket with a teardrop or a floater. And that's not Russell's game. So I really feel like the, the, these two players, um, mesh off of each other very well. And tonight right. was pretty, a, a pretty perfect game. The only thing that you could probably hope for is just Russell gets a few more buckets. Um, but, you know, when you win by double digits on the road, I'm sure Billy Donovan and the Thunder will take it. Right. No, absolutely. And I think that's actually going to wrap up our questions for the night. Those are some good ones. Good yeah, talk tonight. Yeah. We had a lot to talk about. I a think, every, I think everybody was too busy praying for uh, Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, rightfully so, man. Say it's a prayer to myself. That's a scary thing. <laughs> but I think that's gonna wrap us up, Brady. So Madison, yeah, or, the Thunder, what, what are you oh, sorry, what, what? what are you thankful for? It's Thanksgiving right now. It is Thanksgiving. Um, I am super thankful for the twenty hours I get to spend at home before I have to go back to work. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, it's a busy life. But I know. We, we got to get to come home. We've got ourselves a back to back, so it's like you get to relax for a few hours and then back to work. Hey, that's that's the biz, man. Yeah. Nah, but yes, I'm super thankful to be home for a little while, see the fam, and uh, we'll be back at it. Brady, what are you thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for. I'm home. Got my parents, my girlfriends here. We're gonna have fun at the house. Then we'll go to my girlfriend's parents' house tomorrow or today, later today. <laughs> I'll oh, gosh, to, it's one. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go to sleep like in three hours. This is going to be fun. But be yeah, um, got basketball. I've got a big football game on Friday night while the Thunder game is on. So I'm go- my patience will be tried. Um, but I'm <laughs> glad you'll be. I'm, I'm also thankful for you. Thank you so much, Madison. You do a oh, great job. Absolutely. Um, by the Thanks, way, Brady. really quick, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming you weren't listening to the radio round two yesterday. I, I, ju- I jumped on the franchise players with Jerry and um, Kelly Gregg. 
Uh, shout out to Kelly Greg. He said he um, he listens to the podcast. So shout out to you, Kelly. Hey, that's um, awesome. But after after like I was on for like ten minutes, and after I signed off, um, <laughs> Jerry, I guess Jerry forgot what day it was because like you know he's like one hundred seven point seven the franchise one hundred seven nine in Tulsa. Big shout out to Madison Morris back in studio, always doing a great job. And Kelly's like, oh, no, <laughs> Kelly's like, no, 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 Jerry, that was that was the other day. And then Jerry's like, Madison's not here. And then Kelly was like, it's Matt. And then Jerry's like, Matt Ravis is in studio. And then Matt Burton oh says, no, gosh. it's Matt Burton. <laughs> God, Jerry, such a Jerry move right there. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't know his employees. He, he just doesn't appreciate the hard work that we do. He just, he just sees us as cogs in, in his machine. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry, we'll have to live with this one. We're thankful That's for you too, Jerry. We are thankful for Jerry. Jerry's a Brad guy. Mm. And that's where we'll leave it. And that's where we'll leave it. The Thunder are going to take this win over the Golden State Warriors at 123-95. to This is giving the Golden State Warriors their first four-game losing streak in four years. My goodness. Wow. So, yeah, the Thunder are going to be... 11 and 6 now in the season, 5 and 4 on the road. Golden State is going to drop down to 12 and 7, 8 and 2 on their home court. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are coming home. They are going to have a four game home stretch hosting Charlotte on Friday night. The Nuggets are coming on Saturday night for a doubleheader. The Cavaliers will be in town on Wednesday, and Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks will be in Chesapeake Energy Arena on Friday. So that's to look forward to and of course you'll be able to hear mine and brady's angelic voices on this okc 82 podcast after every home game Ooh, Ooh. yeah let's do it all right brady take us home happy thanksgiving everybody and of course stay sexy